it's really feels like a lifetime ago to be honest Amelia you know Mm -hmm. um feels like a lifetime ago and and I think what's it's significant that that happened but what's really significant is you know in, in yoga we say like you know um asana should be steady and joyful right mm-hmm. and so it's one thing to jump out of the car once um but what's mm-hmm. significant is is that i'm still there um yeah and you know throughout the challenges and in the many setbacks and the many successes is that you know that my asana practice uh or my practice of of giving back or being the leader of africa yoga project stays steady you know and like mm-hmm. Where am I still jumping out of the car? You know, it's it's mm-hmm. great that I had that one moment, but you know, now we're in a pandemic 14 years later. So where am I still jumping out of the car? Welcome to Spiritually Fit Yoga. This is Amelia Andalion, and the voice you just heard was a clip from my interview with Paige Allenson. Paige's bio, honestly, is so long because she's so accomplished. It might take longer than this entire episode. So I'll include the bio in the episode notes and a few highlights. So the clip you just heard about this theme throughout this episode, jumping out of the car, is a metaphor for taking action and taking action because it's the right thing to do. So you'll hear more about that from Paige and more about the beginnings of Africa Yoga Project as she is the co-founder, the co-founder with Baron Baptiste, and how today during the pandemic, she has created this ability to offer a COVID-19 relief fund. So distributing help and support through the teachers that her organization has trained to meet what's missing in the communities throughout 22 different countries in Africa. And she also introduces us to the Yoga Sutras. She teaches an online Yoga Sutra weekly class. She has a group and she gives us a little introduction if you don't know what the Yoga Sutras are. And then we'll wrap it up talking a little bit about the upcoming Sweat Serve Share Challenge, the second one coming up November, in November, which I participated in, which I'm super excited about joining again. I'll tell you more about that after the episode. It's a treat for me to bring Paige to you. And although I'm not gonna read her entire bio, just a few more highlights before we jump right in. So Paige is a native New Yorker. She is an Ashoka Fellow. In 2017, she received the Muhammad Ali Humanitarian Global Citizen Award. She has partnered with leaders in politics, philanthropy, design, and entertainment. She has worked with UNICEF, with Michelle Obama. I mean, it goes on and on. She's a powerful teacher. She is a teacher's teacher. She's one of the most humble people I know, playful. I'm so excited that she's here today with us. Thank you for being here. Stay tuned. Enjoy your listen. And I'm so happy you're here. Thanks for being here, Paige. Uh, Thank you, Amelia. It's such a pleasure to be on your podcast. Thank you. So my, my podcast, Spiritually Fit Yoga, and one of the first questions I like to ask is, what does spirituality mean to you? And, and what does it mean to you when you hear the word spiritually fit? I think spirituality to me is being up to something bigger than yourself, you know, whether that's um, your connection with God or um, your connection with a higher 
force or your connection with purpose. Um, my spiritual practice is my practice of, of um, you know, moving beyond my ego and my mm. individual um, wants or needs and being up to something bigger than, than myself. Um, and I think to be, to be fit is to be whole, to be healthy. Um, and so spiritually fit would be to be in a healthy and rigorous um, and fit <laughs> condition, like lacking, mm -hmm. you know, lacking disease around your connection with something outside of yourself. Yeah, that's such a great point. And to step back just to know where you are, could you share how you, you ended up in Africa from New York? Now you're this you're this girl from New York. You go on this vacation, and then something happens when you see some jumping on the side of the road. So I'll just say that, but I'll let you I'll let you tell the story. I um, I am from I'm from New York, I'm born and raised. And 14 years ago, my dad took me on a safari to Kenya um, on a family family vacation, a family adventure, once in a lifetime um, adventure that ended up being not so once in a lifetime. Um, mm. While I was there, I uh, met some acrobats that were um, from Kibera, which is one of the largest informal settlements um, in, in Kenya and in Africa, um, who were making their living being acrobats, um, performing for tourists. And they were very curious around how I, how I knew how to do handstands. So they, mm. they were curious then that led them to a curiosity about yoga. And they ended mm -hmm. up finding me once I got home and inviting me back to Kenya and inviting them to share yoga. And within that process of going back as a volunteer to share yoga, I realized that where I could make the most difference was not only in sharing yoga, but in finding opportunities for um, these young people that were performing as acrobats, which is a short-lived career um, and not very well paid to be um, yoga teachers, both with uh, their own communities and with the middle and upper class that's emerging um, on the continent. So that, that um, was the idea that started Africa Yoga Project, where we train young people from all across the continent. We're in 22 countries in Africa um, in how to be employable in the well-being industry, how to be empowered in your life, and we create the education um, to achieve those results. And how did they know that you were you could do handstands? I mean, how did they how did they see that? So they were doing an acrobatic practice, and I ended up joining them. I jumped out of my vehicle when I saw them practicing and and playing with them. Yeah, yeah, that is you know what I know of you is like there's this playfulness spirit, you know, that I've seen in you, and and then I went and heard the story, and because I don't. I don't know if everyone would, you know, see somebody on a vacation, see some acrobats doing something on the side of the road and jump out of a vehicle <laughs> and say, can I join you? <laughs> and that is like, yeah, when I think of you and I and I think of what you've been doing with your life and with yoga, you know, I feel that I feel like that that's part of why you're so contagious. At least this is this is my perception of you in terms of being inspirational and uplifting that you're the type that takes action. It's like you see something, something moved you, something stirred you to open up the 
car door and get out and just like, I want to, I want to play. <laughs> I want to get upside down and do some handstands. And, uh, and the other part of the story that I'm not sure if I, if I heard you share it, but, but you had went back to New York, I believe. And then they reached out to you. Is that right? Do I have that right? And then they exactly. asked you to come back. Yeah. And what was your first reaction when they asked you? Um, no, <laughs> I mean, I was pretty busy <laughs> teaching yoga. Um, yeah, I was pretty busy teaching yoga. Um, and, you know, flying around the world, assisting Baron Baptiste and teaching workshops. And I didn't have it in my plans to um, go back to Kenya and volunteer. So I kept saying no and sending them books and videos. Um, <laughs> but eventually, you know, their ask was so strong. Um, and they kept asking on uh, being a stand for, for me getting back out there. And yeah, I'm so blessed I, that, that I said yes um, and, and, and went back. And it's really feels like a lifetime ago, to be honest, Amelia, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. um, feels like a lifetime ago. And, and I think what's, it's significant that that happened, but what's really significant is, you know, in, in yoga, we say like, you know, um, asana should be steady and joyful, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's one thing to jump out of the car once. Um, and, you know, or to, you know, we're all very kind of live these reactive reactive we're very reactive to to what we see going on in the world and we take mm -hmm. one action um but what's mm -hmm. significant is is that i'm still there um yeah and you know throughout the challenges and in the many setbacks and the many successes is that you know that my asana practice uh or my practice of, of giving back or being the leader of africa yoga project stays steady you know and like mm -hmm. where am i still jumping out of the car you know, it's it's great mm -hmm. that I had that one moment, but, you know, now we're in a pandemic 14 years later. So where am I still jumping out of the car? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that analogy. Where am I jumping out? Still jumping out of the car. You've been 14 years in Africa now, and I know you're in New York, right? Right. This second, you're going back to Africa soon. But could you could you describe what what is the setting like? What is the environment like in Africa where you live and where you teach and and where you do your outreach? And what has it been like the last six months during this the COVID and the the shutdown? Yeah. So just for our own, like to educate people that are listening, um, the same way that the same way that we're referring to me being in New York. There's so many countries. I live in Kenya. And then the yeah. city that I live in is called Nairobi, which is the capital. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, so when, um, and I, I haven't even been to most countries in Africa, you know, and I don't know that much about them, to be honest. Um, structurally, uh, Kenya is a country that's newer, right, from the 1960s. Mm -hmm. um, we're there, so we still have a lot of... Um, a lot of systems that are that were built by you know being colonized by the british um so in a lot of systems that really haven't allowed um young people from disadvantaged and marginalized backgrounds to get an education that would support them getting jobs um in a new environment um so there's school is not free um you know uh in fact during the pandemic the whole school year instead of going online has just been canceled. And so there's just hundreds of thousands of kids out of school with their parents going back to work. 
huge rise of teenage pregnancies um, because of that, um, where although the pandemic has been uh, light on Africa as far as numbers, and we've been so so lucky um, so far as far as our healthcare system being able to handle the amount of cases that we've had, you know, in comparison to America, um, the socioeconomic problems without government bailouts and support have been significant. There's um, our youth unemployment rate before COVID was 70%. And, um, mm. you know, post COVID, I can't even imagine what, what it is. Um, mm -hmm. So, but what, what's been, what's been incredible, you know, is that as a community though, we keep jumping out of the car. Like we keep saying like, okay, what next? And I think what's really important in this analogy of like jumping out of the car, being spiritually fit is, you know, like they say in the Bhagavad Gita, you know, act without expectation of results. So it's not like when I jumped out to do handstand, I did that because I wanted to solve poverty or I did that because I wanted to start an organization. You know, mm -hmm. they say in the Bhagavad Gita, act because you love action, right? Act because mm -hmm. it's the right thing to do to act. You know, mm -hmm. Arjuna, you know, it says, you know, go to war because from Krishna, he goes to war because it's action. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, as we're all so stressed right now because we want to solve problems because we see problems. And so we want to solve problems. And so we act because we want to solve the problem. And, mm -hmm. and then we get stopped by our fear of failure, right? What if it doesn't solve the problem? Well, if you were acting to act, you wouldn't stop because it wouldn't solve the problem. Mm -hmm. Right. You just act because it's something to do. And that's leads me to like what we're doing right now at Africa yoga project is where creating habits that create action. So within our, you know, you were such a great leader, Amelia, um, in our last challenge that we held in September, we're doing these 10 day sweat serve share challenges. And you were an incredible leader in showing like, what is it like just to act because it's the right thing to do? Moving our bodies mm -hmm. is the right thing to do. Being fit is the right thing to do. Not doing it with the expectation of I'm losing weight or I'm saving the world or I'm going to solve, you know, the, the election. Um, get my, you know, I'm not going to get my candidate elected because I'm working out. No, it's just the right thing to do. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. And so how do you meditate, um, remain physically fit and give back because it's just the right thing to do. And that's mm -hmm. really, I think, you know, the challenge that we're doing in November, that's our focus is let's act because it's the right thing to do. Oh, there's, there's so much wisdom in what you've shared. And and then another thing I know you do, you teach, you've been teaching online classes, including the Yoga Sutras, the philosophy of yoga. Yeah. So, yeah, I've always been like a yoga nerd. Um <laughs> So I think the pandemic has, you know, I think a lot of us have experienced the opportunity um, of, of radical change, um, mm -hmm. as well as, you know, the, the challenges and the hardships of radical change. Um, and what the pandemic has provided me is an opportunity to um, find different ways of creating community um, online. And I saw a lot of my peers and friends and community creating community online through teaching journey into power classes. So that was already in existence. And I don't find any need to like, if something's in existence and really done well, I don't really need to do it. But mm -hmm. I can join them and support them. And um, mm -hmm. what I wasn't finding was, um, 
yeah, more opportunities to be in dialogue and inquiry about what we were dealing with and then relate it to the context and philosophy of yoga. So we created the Yoga Sutras group for that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I was also wanting more time in like the second half of my practice to be able to cry <laughs> more mm. um, and feel my feelings. And so we started the opening to deep breast class on Wednesdays at um, noon EST. Um, mm. And so we created that. And then I also wanted opportunities to dance. I mean, one, one thing I really missed from the pandemic was dancing and music and the music that I love. So we started the Global Healthy Happy Hour. So we've, mm. yeah, we've really created a lot of really amazing online offerings and raised almost $200,000 um for COVID oh, wow relief. yeah that's amazing could you share like in a nutshell what how, how would you describe what what are the yoga sutras yeah so the yoga sutras um were written about four thousand years ago by a sage or they say patanjali could have been a group of sages but a sage that is um, named or called patanjali and the yoga sutras are four chapters and a group of of sentences, basically, or sutras or threads um, that describe how to practice yoga. I mean, how, like, what are, what are the ways to practice yoga on and off the mat? And in fact, 4,000 years ago, there were no mats, so it's often off the mat. Um, mm-hmm. But they really talk about the many facets of, of yoga and how to, how to be happy, how to be liberated, how to be free. And um, the mm-hmm. different methods for doing that. And so they serve both as like a spiritual foundation as well as, um, you know, wisdom that you can, I think what you really get out of being part of the Yoga Sutras group is both your own study of yoga, but also some deeper connection and your teaching of where you can be coming from as you're teaching yoga. And are you mm-hmm. teaching asana or are you teaching yoga? And so if you want to be teaching yoga, versus physical fitness but you know mm-hmm. as to your point like spiritual fitness um mm-hmm. studying the yoga sutras gives you more knowledge and context and examples and discoveries of what's really possible you know and you connect this system of down dog to you know being steady and joyful in your life mm-hmm. yes for sure for sure so back to what you've been offering, this COVID-19 relief, can you describe, so when people participate and donate, what is it that they're actually offering to the community? So um, the big difference between what it's been like for our communities during COVID and, and communities in, in the West is, um, you know, as we're all trying to create social distancing, wash our hands more you know, increase our immunity. Um, The difference is it's harder to do that when you don't have water. And it's harder to do that when you're living, you know, eight people to a house or sharing a bathroom with a hundred people. So, Mm. um, so the COVID relief fund is giving our teachers the opportunity to, um, to create the, the right foundation and the right circumstances for social distancing and to prevent the spread of COVID. So water, sanitizer, food, um, yeah, everything, uh, sanitary pads, um, so that people can, can survive this pandemic. 
here in the States, we might be complaining that we can't get a mani-pedi because our nail salon is closed (laughs) because of the shutdown. And yet we're talking about like basic, basic needs that are being provided by this COVID-19 relief. And then what was the food? I remember there was like, um, was it lentils or or can you explain like how much like how much is a, a certain amount of money provide for a week of food for a family? AYP as an organization doesn't want to say we give out lentils. Like what if someone's allergic to lentils? So what um, or doesn't need lentils, they need water. So what we're doing mm-hmm. is each of our teachers is able to get a grant for $200. And then they live in the community that they live in, and then they can propose what should be done with that money. Does the community need water? Does it need lentils? Does it need bread? Does it need sanitizer? Do we need Mm. to pay people's rent? Um, So I don't want to be inaccurate and say, like, you know, what we need is food, because it's Mm -hmm. actually different in each community, and we want to fill the gap of what's missing. Um, Mm -hmm. Yes, $15 can feed a family of four. Um, for a week. And so that's mm. pretty monumental that, you know, you can give this money and that impact can happen. Um, mm-hmm. And that's not prescribed what we're doing at Africa Yoga Project. What we're doing is we already have not many organizations have young people in 22 countries that mm-hmm. are yogis that know mm-hmm. how to make change. We have over mm-hmm. 150 young people like that. So we're mm-hmm. empowering them to be leaders or empowering them to make change in their community and for them to be the voices of their community. That way it's not us as Westerners telling them what they need. Mm. Oh, that clarification is so important. Yeah, that that wasn't clear to me. I really appreciate you clarifying it for me whenever I am explaining it because I've actually been one of the people that's been asking for donations mm-hmm. to send to Africa Yoga Project, the organization, yeah, and allow you. you all to distribute it as you as you see um, where it's best needed. And exactly. um, and yeah, this is such a great conversation to get the clarity of because um, it just rolls off my tongue to say Africa <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and to be well, more and, and to is, be more clear. Africa Yoga Project, but it's like Africa Yoga Project is empowering leaders yeah. from community. To give yes. essential services, you know, yes. like food, yeah. sanitary pads, water, sanitizer. We reached right. over 20,000 20, people. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. That I'm so grateful that we that we had this this part of this conversation to like get that clear and and for me to get that and 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 for the listeners to hear that too. Yeah. And on top of everything, you're a mom. Could you show what it, what is it like being a mom and being an ambassador and being this this global change maker? Is it a is it a struggle to balance or is there ease or both? You know, what is that like for you? Okay, so yeah, I have a 7-year-old. Um I'm a single mom. Um and I think that if there's any moms out there, whether you're single or not single, yeah, I don't think being a mom is easy uh, for anyone. I think that, you know, for myself and everyone, it is complex and um, mm-hmm. it's a lot of work. And mm-hmm. it's our greatest, you know, for me, it's my greatest joy. Um, right. My daughter, yeah, like to me, she'll never say that she like loves yoga and meditation. Um, but then for a school project, <laughs> like a 
during the pandemic, everyone had to present on Zoom something that they want to share. And she yeah. decided to present meditation. And mm. so I was like, wow. And she, she nailed it. She really has yeah. like, um, a beautiful, innocent, gorgeous way of looking at the world. And I guess she's been listening. Um, yeah. So, yeah, she's she's been guiding guiding us through meditation and playing with her own creativity. I think she wants to be a songwriter. So meditation is a beautiful <laughs> kind of expression of creativity um, writing. Mm. And um, mm. I would say though, you know, I love being in New York with my family, but I would say one of the differences between living in Nairobi and living in New York is New York's a very individualistic society and Nairobi's very collective. Um, mm-hmm. And so I don't lack any support. Um, Mm -hmm. as far as like any support, I mean, it's probably, Mm -hmm. I'd say one of the best places to raise kids on the planet. There's just so much support and love and community and friendship. And, um, I don't, I think I'm in the unique position as a single working mother of never worrying if I can find a babysitter. Um, Mm. (laughs) so I, you know, there's, I can I can think of like a hundred places I could drop my child off and probably leave for a few weeks and no one would be bothered. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think that's, that's one of the big differences about the beautiful culture um, and the people Mm -hmm. where I live. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's beautiful. I'm ready to wrap up here. What are three, three suggestions that you would offer to our listeners, your top three and how to stay spiritually fit. I'll take them right from the November challenge. I would say um, sit still and quiet for 15 minutes a day. Um, Move, sweat for 15 minutes a day. And drink a lot of water. 15 mm-hmm. glasses, 10 to 15 glasses a day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are and great. Say, uh, yeah, your life will be like a natural progression from that. Yeah, thank you for that. And, and, and then one last thing before we wrap up is, is there one blessing, and there might be more than one, but is there actually a blessing or a gift that you have experienced because of this shutdown, something positive that actually has come out of this, this um, pandemic? I think numerous, you know, that I spoke to, I think the opportunity to, I mean, I was just on, on a sutras study group with um, people from America, Asia, Australia, Canada, um, about five countries in Africa. Yeah, two countries in Europe. So I, mm-hmm. I, I don't think that we would be getting together to speak about how yoga um, can give context and creation for our lives um, mm-hmm. internationally and, for, and globally for real um, mm-hmm. with people from, you know, many different cultural and, and racial backgrounds uh, that, that didn't exist before COVID mm-hmm. for me. Maybe it existed, mm-hmm. but it didn't exist. It wasn't in existence for me, and now it is. Yeah, it's been a, a wonderful offering, and I know it's appreciated, appreciated by me and by so many people. And so can you share what, how can people reach you? And can you share what is coming up in November, and how can people sign up? I'm mostly active on Instagram. 
um, Paige mm-hmm. Ellenson and Africa Yoga Project, but of course, Facebook a little. Um, and in November, we're running our second 10-day Sweat Serve Share Challenge, and we're creating habits that will empower a healthy, fit life. Um, so every day, we're holding each other accountable um, for uh, sweating, sharing, and serving. Mm-hmm. And we want everyone in this club not only to join, but to get five friends to join. Mm-hmm. Um, it's $25. Um, so it's super affordable. You know, it comes out to like two and a half dollars a day. And it's mm-hmm. just really a way to give back, to share, to be in community. And like you said, to get results. Um, mm-hmm. You know, whether those results are, you know, I don't think it's superficial to want to lose weight, considering that if you're overweight, um, that would uh, decrease your immunity and your ability mm-hmm. to be healthy during a pandemic. So I think it's quite essential that you're at a natural and healthy body weight and moving helps that, um, you know, it's, it's a healthy thing to do. It's not superficial. Well, Paige, thank you so much for joining my podcast today and educating us and sharing your tips for staying spiritually fit and, and letting us know what you're doing through your Africa Yoga Project organization. And um, yeah, I wish you a wonderful, wonderful day. I know you're in New York and safe travels. I know you're heading back home in, in Nairobi soon. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much, Amelia, and your whole community. And we can't wait to see you guys in November. It was my privilege and honor to have this time to interview Paige today and to share her wisdom with all of you. And to sum up what she shared for her three ways to stay spiritually fit. One, sit still and quiet for 15 minutes a day. Two, move and sweat 15 minutes a day. And three, drink 15 glasses a day. Drink 10 or 15 glasses a day. So she says, drink a lot of water, (laughs) hydrate. And you know what I love about her three ways to stay spiritually fit that she shared today is there's a simplicity, there's a power in simplicity in being essential. And these are so, these three tips are so easy to remember, especially with the 15, 15, 15, sit still 15 minutes a day, move and sweat 15 minutes a day, drink 15 glasses a day. So try those out and join the Sweat Serve Challenge. So to connect, you can go to africayogaproject.org. You can sign up there. You can learn more on Instagram. You can follow their page at Africa Yoga Project. It's at Africa Yoga Project on Instagram. And then Paige also shared that you can reach her on Instagram also at Paige Ellenson. And it's P-A-I with an I. She spells Paige, B-A-I-G-E. And this is all in the, the episode notes and how you can connect with her. And I'll be joining in on the Sweat Serve Share Challenge. And I am on a team. And I actually would really encourage if you either create a team yourself and invite five other friends, that's super fun. Or reach out to me and join me on the team that I'm on. I'm on team Umoja, U-M-O-J-A, with Megan Zimmerman. We're on a team here in the East Bay, but anybody, it doesn't matter where you are in the world, right? That was the other thing that Paige shared was that that was one of the gifts 
that she is doing these global yoga sutra lessons. Yeah, and follow Paige there too. If you wanna listen in and join that group, follow her at Paige Allenson and get that information that it doesn't matter where you are in the world, you can join in to this 10 day sweat serve share challenge. And, and I know that Paige said that losing weight, you know, it's not a superficial um, goal. And I personally joined it because of that, because I was feeling a little bit quarantine heavy. I thought, well, this might be exactly what I need to amp me up because I, I wasn't pushing myself hard enough on my own my own home practice and this is what serve share challenge it did it for me and it was super fun and i did lose a few pounds and you know maybe that's not the reason for yoga but like she mentioned it is actually a, a factor of optimal health and i needed that i needed that so that's the way that i take care of my physical health which translates to everything emotional mental and spiritual so thank you so much for tuning in and tune into the bonus episode. There is a teacher I'm so excited also to bring to you. It's a short interview, a short clip with Wanji. You're going to learn more about her. She is one of the students who went through the Africa Yoga Project system and became a yoga teacher through their yoga teacher training. And she is now the programs manager the Senior Programs Manager at Africa Yoga Project. She's got a great story to share for you too. So tune into the bonus episode coming up next. As always, I am so grateful that you're here and you're tuning in. I love to hear from you, whether you leave a review and send me a note, DM me, stay in touch, stay spiritually fit. Peace out, everyone.